0: We're live, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, hello, and welcome to your Saturday afternoon, the 29th of September, 2018. We are, of course, just waiting for our good friends to come on by, and uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in America. Let's talk a little bit. Hey, everybody. Welcome. How are you doing? Nice to see you all. Thank you for dropping by. And uh, looking forward to everyone's feedback and commentary because there's quite a lot to talk about. First thing, oh, oh, oh lordy people, first thing I would like to talk about is, uh my goodness, my word, isn't it just a little bit frustrating when, you know, I, I love having control over my own life, I love having authority over my own existence, but sweet lord above, it is kind of tough in a statist environment to Sit there and, and cross your fingers and feel like rolling out the prayer mat and facing Mecca just to hope that fairly mediocre people can make the right decision when you know what the right decision is regarding Judge Kavanaugh. And I don't know, you know, so close to the right decision. And then to, it seems Soros paid activists corner Senator Jeff Flake in an elevator and cry their crocodile tears of horror and, and loss and pain, pain, pain. We can't have a reasonable way of getting somebody onto the Supreme Court because pain and tears and harming all women and oh man, what what is wrong? You know, it's it's so strange to me. After, and some people would say this is kind of the plan. This is kind of the point. But after after like seventy five, a hundred, maybe even longer. Let's just say hundred years of we want equality as women. When women corner a guy in an elevator and start screaming at him that they've been sexually abused and by not denying Kavanaugh, by not agreeing to deny Kavanaugh his seat on the Supreme Court, he's saying that their abuse means nothing, that their prior abuse means nothing, and he's hurting women. And it's like, these are not arguments. These are not arguments. And I, you know, this is one of the reasons I'm not in politics is I would just sit there. And say, um, the presumption of innocence is the essence of a just legal system. You know, say, but I was abused. It's like, well, I'm, I'm sorry that you were abused. But the fact that you were abused in the past is no justification for me abusing my power in the present. You understand? The fact that you ladies claim to have been abused in the past is not a justification for adding additional abuse in the present, which is to smear a good man's name with baseless accusations. Because what's happened now? Well, you know, and it's almost like it almost is a simulation. Because if you named an uncertain guy at a key moment in American history, Flake, (laughs) people would say, oh, come on, why don't you just name him Bob Wobbly Pants or something like that? Because, you know, Bob falling off the fence after sitting on the fence. Because, I mean, as you probably know, it's uh, really, really tough to get this stuff pass through the Senate, right? It's a very, very slim majority uh, on the Senate. And uh, if it just takes one or two of the Republicans to become uncertain, to wobble, to flip, and you're toast, right? You simply can't get it, right? It's 51-49 for the GOP versus the Democrats in the Senate. So if you don't have at least Flake or Murkowski's support, then you're toast. Because if there's a tie, then Vice President Mike Pence could break a tie in a deadlock and his breaking of the tie i think would be pretty much along the lines of i told you so this is why i don't spend time with women who aren't my wife because it's very very dangerous it is very very dangerous hysterical proximity is now an environmental toxin leftist women are now in general very very close to if not downright embedded in the environmental toxin they need to come with like warning labels you know may change mind later may be overtaken by partisan politics decades from now and try to destroy your life you know like there was some woman who was on uh twitter today who was saying divorce your republican husbands well i don't know why anyone would date these kinds of women or even spend time around them they are it's like falling into the bear cage in a zoo when they haven't been fed for about three months ah i wake up i stretch i eat a tourist So, yeah, these are very, very dangerous people. Uh, As uh, Dan Bongito says, keep your head on a swivel around these kinds of people. And so, yeah, I mean, this idea that your pain, your claimed pain, I was abused, you're saying my abuse means nothing. It's like, no, we're saying abuse is bad, which is why it's bad to abuse a political process with unfounded allegations. It's bad to abuse a political process. I don't know how piling more abuse on your claimed abuse gets rid of the world, gets rid of abuse in the world. It doesn't. So, yesterday, President Trump ordered the FBI to, say, conduct a limited supplemental background investigation into these allegations against Brett Kavanaugh. Now, Senate Majority Leader Son of a Mitch McConnell said Republicans are moving forward with plans to vote. I guess it'll be pushed off a week. It was supposed to be, I think, like middle of next week. Now it's going to be 10 days from now or whatever, right? So just prior to the Judiciary Committee voting, Jeff Flake, quote GOP, like a rhino, of uh, Arizona, who you know, apparently in Arizona uh, courage is water because it's very dry and it dehydrates it right out of your skin, apparently. So Jeff Flake is not running. For re-election, which means that he's more susceptible to uh, pressure and whatever else people may have on him. So he tried to push for a delay because he wanted to wait for this FBI investigation, but he was unsuccessful after Chairman Grassley rushed the vote. And so what's going to happen? Now, this is the seventh time, this is the seventh time that the FBI is going to be investigating Brett Kavanaugh. And, you know, when they investigate him, they don't just sit down and ask him the usual questions. You know, do you have any gambling addictions? Do you have any mistresses? Do you owe a lot of money? Do you have any drinking problems? Do you have like, you know, things that may lend him to be susceptible to to bribery or control or something like that. Unlike these days, it's like, have you ever used the Google search engine? (laughs) You're compromised, baby. Do you ever log into Facebook? Uh, What is it? They have 50 million accounts uh, uh, exposed at the moment? It's mad. So – they're going to be digging into this guy's background. And when they do these kinds of background checks, you know, they sit down with the person. They 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 interview everyone around him. They try and dig up anything that they can. They basically present – they pretend themselves to be someone like Diane Feinstein's uh, Chinese spy driver for 20 years, right? Because she's really, really good at uh, figuring out who's good and who's bad, which is why. And, you know, the guy didn't stick around for 20 years because he wasn't getting anything. You understand? You only sit there as a spy driving around and standing in for – Dianne Feinstein, if you're actually getting stuff, because if you, hey, it's been five years, I got nothing. They're probably going to pull him and put him on something else, like helping the Alwan brothers hack every known computer in the uh, in the Congress. But uh, did you watch this? Just let me know in the chat if you did. Did you watch these two women screeching like half wounded banshees at Jeff Flake in the elevator? Hey, TV cameras just just happened to be there. Turns out they're connected to Soros and. This one woman, 23-year-old Maria Gallagher, she's a volunteer with a liberal advocacy group. She said, look at me and tell me that it doesn't matter what happened to me. (laughs) Do you not know how to respond to screeching banshees? Like, did did they not train you that you're going to have hysterical females clawing at you trying to control your vote by uh, bleeding out, claimed prior trauma all over your trachea? I mean, this is just the way it happens. And so you say, I'm sorry, the fact that you claim to have been abused is not an argument and doesn't change the process. But you're saying my experience means nothing. It's like, (laughs) sorry, Kathy Newman, I'm not saying that at all, lobster. So, yeah, just, you know, I mean, he was just kind of staring there. And I guess uh, maybe he had a kind of hysterical mom and hasn't processed it and doesn't know how to deal with female hysteria and control and manipulation. Because here's the thing, using claims of prior sexual abuse in order to corrupt a political process to gain your way to bypass democratic votes, and basically we know why this is all occurring, is that they're not only terrified that Judge Kavanaugh likes the Constitution, but also that they're terrified that some whiff of the undermining of Roe v. Wade may occur at some point over the next couple decades, right? So because they're terrified that Roe v. Wade may be overturned, they're screeching at this. In other words, what they're using is claims of prior sexual abuse in order to fully defend a woman's right to kill a child in her own womb. Ooh, if that's not a kind of closed circle of evil, I'm just not sure what what is. I was raped, therefore, you need to be able to continue to allow women to kill babies in the womb. <laughs> I mean my God, is that is that the, the upside? Is that, is that what we want is the fallout for, for claims of rape? Ah, oh, it's absolutely mad. Absolutely mad. Now I'm sure this isn't true, but I did see a couple of rumors out there that uh, Dr. Placey Ford is not a psychologist, not a reg- like not registered. I'm sure it's not true, but uh, just wanted to uh, point that out that that has been uh, that has been said. So just to recap for those who are dropping by, hi, welcome to your Saturday afternoon in hell! Um, the four individuals who were named by Ford as having attended this party have all denied under penalty of perjury uh, under penalty of perjury, under of, uh, perjury, under penalty of felony, they've all denied any memory of the party. This woman, Leland Ingham Kaiser. Ford's lifelong friend says that she's never been at a party where Kavanaugh was in attendance. She's never met Kavanaugh. She has no idea what a friend is talking about. When she was asked about this, whew, when uh, Blasey Ford was asked about this in the and hearing from hell, she said, well, my friend is very unwell. <laughs> it's like, what, you're throwing your friend out of the bus now? She doesn't remember things because she's ill? Ah... <laughs> Here's the other thing, too. USA Today? There was a sports columnist for the paper who published an article suggesting that Brett Kavanaugh should, quote, stay off basketball courts, end quote, when children are around. Right? Not coach girls basketball because he was accused of sexual assault. The article states, quote, credibly accused sex offenders should not coach youth basketball, girls or boys, without deeper investigation. Now, the word credibly. I've used it. I've used it before and I've seen other people use it before, particularly with the claims that Juanita Broderick has that she was raped, brutally raped, and her lip was split open by uh, Bill Clinton, of course, uh, back in the day. But, you know, Bill Clinton has a serial history of, I mean, there's the blue dress with the Come stain on it. That was related to his uh, interactions with Monica Lewinsky that he denied until the semen stain that was tested showed up positive. Uh, he did settle with Paula Jones it was over eight hundred thousand or six hundred eighty thousand dollars for sexual harassment. So there's other stuff that's even admitted to that's understood, uh, and uh, so with Clinton, it's just a little bit different. There's all the stuff from back in the day with, with Arkansas and what the state trooper said in terms of procuring women for him. So there's a lot of stuff that was floating around Clinton, some of which was openly admitted to and settled for hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it's a little bit different with that kind of stuff. There's a bit more of a pattern of behavior. And you can also look into Clinton as to why, Bill Clinton, why was he kicked out of uh, his uh, Rhodes, was it Rhodes Scholarship? Uh, and uh, in the UK, why was he kicked out? Seems to be quite a pattern of behavior from the past. So that's pretty, um, pretty horrifying. So, uh, you know, just saying the word credibly, it's really, really tough to um, say it's not, it's not credible. It's not credible. And I've, you know, I have some issues with Judge Kavanaugh, don't get me wrong. I mean, the guy seems to be quite a fan of the Patriot Act. So, uh, you know, it's not, uh, he's certainly not my favorite uh, uh, judge uh, on the planet. So I have tried to not be partisan uh, there, and say, okay, well, if it was reversed, if it was reversed, and I, you know, I do like to think, and I think it is the case that I would not accept accusations were it on some other team or some other direction. And um, it's brutal. It's brutal. When you, the, the FBI has nothing to do in one week, what can they do? Everyone who's supposed to have been there has already been interviewed and has already given statements. Under penalty of felony. So, what is the F- FBI supposed to do? They can't do anything. So, the proper response to this calls for the FBI investigation is to say, "The seventh time will not bring up anything new." The people who were claimed to have been at the party by Blasey Ford have already been investigated. The statements have already been taken. They flatly denied that any such thing ever occurred. They have no memory of any such event, any such thing. Some of The story, of course, doesn't hang together. Um, In particular, you know, what I keep coming back to is uh, she leaves the party after she claims to have been almost raped and almost killed. She leaves her best friend behind at the party without telling her. And, you know, for the young'uns in the crowd, this is back in the early to mid-80s, can't really narrow it down much more than that. She's standing outside this rape mansion, and where does she go? There's no Uber. She doesn't have a cell phone. Now, I've heard some people say that she did have a cell phone, but man, cell phones back in the day, pretty hard to get a hold of. Very expensive. These are the kind of things like you couldn't be standing under a tree. You had to point the antennae at the actual satellite location. They were about the size of a Kleenex box and they cost like $5,000, which back in the day, well, now is a lot of money, but back in the day well, it was a huge amount of money. So wh- where does she go? How does she get a ride? And she, if I remember rightly, she didn't even say who brought her to the party. Who brought her to this party? Because you would assume that the person who brought her was also the person who would have taken her away. And if you suddenly want to leave a party and you're shaking and your uh, voice is is shaky and and you've got a wild look in your eye and you might have a bruise around your mouth because she says this guy grabbed her so forcefully she was afraid he might kill her, wouldn't you notice? Why are you going? Why are you leaving? What's the matter? What's the problem? Would that person not remember? And if it wasn't anyone who was at the party, then there's someone else who drove her to the party and was available to take her away from the party, in which case the person stayed at the party. There's another witness to the party who has not been mentioned. Why? Why has that person not... Because that person would be the one most likely to corroborate some kind of story, right? Because if the person says, oh, yeah... I remember as I drove this, uh, I drove Blazy Ford to the party. We were at the party and suddenly out of nowhere, boom, you know, these guys come crashing down the stairs, uh, laughing. And then she comes running down the stairs. She's shaking. Her, her, she's, she's sweating. She's like uh, j- j- just all jangled up. And she's like, we have to go now. And her friend didn't notice and didn't care or didn't whatever, right? And she's like, we have to go now. I have to go now. You have to take me home now. You, you'd think you'd remember that and you'd say, well, wh- why? A few minutes ago, you were having a great time. You had your beer, <laughs> one beer, she says, when she was 15 years old. And then that person would have to drive her home and would have to ask her no questions. Because even if, if you're driving Blazy Ford home from this party, and Blazy Ford is, is horribly upset, it's terrible, she's just shaken, it's like the worst thing. She's still traumatized like almost 40 years later to the point where she needs multiple exits from a home. So... She is um, horribly shaken. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to her. This is the most horrifying, terrible, terrifying thing that's ever happened to her. So the person driving her home would ask, what 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 happened? And if she said, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not talking about it. I won't talk about it. You would remember that, right? And then, of course, she'd go home. And would her family not notice anything different, anything unusual, anything out of the ordinary, nothing? nothing? She's still traumatized 40 years later. The family notices nothing at all. Come on. I mean, it's uh, it's wild. <laughs> Absolutely wild. So, Blasey Ford. Her, um, yeah, like so the money. The cash Ola. What is it up to now? Yep, $730,000 US. What's that? Almost a million Canadian? So, yeah, she's got uh, three quarters of a million almost American Dollars, because of her accusations. And let me just tell you everyone, everyone who's donating, you're kind of contemptible. You know why? Because her workers uh, sorry, her her lawyers are working for free. Her lawyers are working pro bono. Which means she, don't have, she doesn't have to pay. She doesn't even have to pay for the um the polygraph. The lie detector she'd have to pay for. Lawyers just, you know, as lawyers do, you know, just, just pay for it on their own. <laughs> and so what are you what are you giving her money for you You're giving her money partly because you just want to help another female in need, but we all know deep down deep down, the reason why it's got to be mostly women who are giving this woman money, they are dangling bait for other women to come forward, saying, "Hey, do you have debt problems that you?" a little bit behind on your mortgage. Do you want to go on a vacation around the world for the rest of your life? Well, if we got a deal for you, just step right up and accuse Judge Kavanaugh of sexual misconduct in some distantly past situation. Just, you know, step right up and we will give you three quarters of a million dollars. Dangle, 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 dangle. There's a terrible statement that was made. I think it was James Carville who said regarding... Um, the allegations against Clinton. He said, you know, you drag a $100 bill through a trailer park and it's amazing what you'll pick up, right? So he's saying that these women could be bought, right? The bimbo eruptions, the constant complaints about Clinton's violent sexual predations and, and harassment and so on. So the story from the Clinton camp was, well, yeah, these women can be bought for 100 bucks. That's 100 bucks. What does three quarters of a million dollars do for people? Can we ever imagine that a woman might lie in a divorce if she stood to gain three quarters of a million dollars from it? Can we can conceive of any of that? Or, And especially too because not only will she get a lot of money, but uh, there will be no negative consequences if her story turns out to be false. If her story turns out to be false. What are the negative consequences? Blasey Ford's story has been falsified by all of the witnesses she claims were there except for the one mystery person who drove her there and back and maybe just lurked in the bushes <laughs> with earplugs in it and a blindfold and uh you know maybe she had maybe she had a robot car from the future hmm yes it could be robot car from the future that seems believable so all we have to do is get a time machine and get an affidavit from the robot car from the future that showed up ray bradbury style to drive her back without anyone behind the wheel yeah yeah it it could be so, the it is falsified. She still gets to testify in front of Congress. She gets three quarters of a million dollars. Her lawyers work for free. She's going to get book deals. She's going to go on TV all the time. She's going to go give speeches and so on. <sighs> you can also look up, if you want, that she claimed that she was doing these renovations in 2012. And that's why Kavanaugh's, uh, the memory of Kavanaugh came up, or she talked about Kavanaugh. But uh, you can look and see. Some people have, well, intrepid people out there, have dug into when she actually did these renovations. Because you've got city records, you have to get uh, licenses for these renovations. So some people, some intrepid people, have gone and uh, tried to figure out whether she did, in fact, have this uh, do, do these renovations on the time frame that she said. And uh, well, you can look it up yourself, but let's just say there seem to be some questions. <laughs> there seem to be some questions about the uh, the timing, and uh, if anyone's right about her not being registered as a psychologist you can be a school psychologist in california uh, but you can't be like and you can be a research person but you cannot refer to yourself as far as i understand it you cannot refer to yourself as a psychologist unless you've completed the three thousand hours and testing and blah 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 and supervised this that and the other so be odd if she did end up not being like that was not true that she was not a psychologist and then she ended up perjuring herself pretty much the first time she opened her mouth again not verified and may not be true at all Super chat, will the FBI change anything? Okay, well, you have to, of course, understand what's going on here. They're just hoping for a delay. And the reason they're hoping for the delay is that they're hoping that women will come forward with more allegations. And that's the hope. And that's the goal. So that's one thing. The second thing is, if women don't come forward with allegations, then they'll get to say, well, there are women out there with allegations, I'm sure but they're just not giving us those allegations, you see, because they're too scared to come forward because it's too brutal a process and blah, 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 right? So, uh, that was a super chat. Will the FBI change anything? And no, it won't. And and some of the Democrats have already said that. They've said that it doesn't matter what the outcome of the FBI investigation is. I believe Lazy Ford, right? Because they believe her because – I mean who doesn't want that power politically if you're kind of like an amoral human being who doesn't want that power to just be able to destroy people's lives and, and bypass any kind of democratic or legal process of nominating a SCOTUS pick or and it's going to be it's going to go down to like the dog catcher in the local town well I don't like this guy who wants to be the dog catcher of the local town so three years ago I saw him rape my garden gnome in the middle of the night it's like <laughs> all right sure ah you've got more chance of the garden gnome verifying your story than anybody that blacey ford's talked about super chat i am sick of people being afraid to not treat her with kid gloves her motives are clear now that's something i thought was interesting and and let me know in the chat if i've got this wrong As i'm you know flying without a parachute here at the moment but kavanaugh's wife was there and you know kind of looks like the long-suffering wife in jim Carrey's liar liar but or ex-wife i guess but um The wife was there and and standing by her man, where was Blasey Ford's husband? Did I miss something? Let me just check the chat here because did I miss something completely about Blasey Ford's husband? Was she just not around at all? I wonder. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. Oh, he was there? I I didn't see him. I could could be wrong. Uh, I did not see him, but uh, if someone says that... uh, that she was there. Also, is it true? I've heard reading about this that um, uh, Blasey Ford's not just for, like her social media, but like everything online was scrubbed before she went public or before she showed up. Like everything's gone. Like even Google searches and stuff like that. Uh, that <laughs> that seems a little strange to me, uh, and I just wanted to sort of point that out. But um, yeah, so the question is why? Why is her husband not? Not there or not that visible or not shown. Well, because she has to be shown to be solitary, alone, uh, vulnerable and protected by these two brave lawyers to her side. Like they can't show the husband because – can't really focus on the husband because the husband uh, would uh, take away her lost lonely lamb in the woods stuff. And so, uh, yeah. All right. Another super chat. Dr. Ford should work for Nike. Her slogan would be believe in something even if you can't remember anything. (laughs) Well, I saw that. uh, It was pretty funny. $100 super chat from Joshua Paulson. Paulson. I printed up virtue signal received uh, stickers in preparation for the general election. Yeah, I can see that. Super chat, militant misantry. Plain and simple. We need a cultural change to restore the American man to the family unit while conveying the importance of women as co-equal members of family and society. Well, we do need that, I think. And one of the ways that you'd get that is, again, I mean, I'm... I'm um, ambivalent and it's complicated regarding abortion. But I will certainly say this that people should not be forced to pay for other people's abortions. It should not be covered under any sort of government funded stuff. That that without a doubt. So I mean if you start restricting taxpayer funded access to abortion. I mean just look what happened when they made parents pay 300 bucks for the circumcision procedure, circumcisions dropped enormously. Enormously. 300 bucks. 300 bucks. Amazing. So if you uh, make the consequences of unprotected sex, and let's be honest, it's not that complicated to not get pregnant. Hey, look, I didn't impregnate anyone in the course of this entire show. I've not impregnated anyone. I'd even stand up to show you, but I won't. But, um, yeah, if, if you start, if you stop subsidizing, the actions of irresponsible sexual actress, then, yeah, women would have to stop bringing more to the table than their vaginas. Super Chat. Hey, Steph, what are the chances that the emails and correspondence of the Democrats concerning the Ford accusation will ever see the light of day? Now, that is an interesting question. I'm sorry, that sounds like the other ones weren't, but this one is particularly interesting. So, if there's a real FBI investigation The first thing, well, you could say, well, we're going to do another FBI investigation into Kavanaugh because the seventh time, whatever, right? But here's the other thing too. If it was an objective FBI investigation, then what they would do is they would say, okay, well, now we're going to need to see all of the incentives and the communications and the back and forth that occurred between Blasey Ford and all the Democrat handlers and the Democrat officers. And we're going to need to see these, um, you know, again, I don't know how this works legally, but if you're offering up therapist notes as evidence in a criminal accusation, you kind of have to get access to those therapist notes, right? So you got to go and interview the therapist. You got to go and get the therapist notes and you have to put the husband uh, under oath. I know you, maybe you can't testify. No, you, cause it's not a criminal proceeding. It's just an investigation, right? But what's going to happen if they start doing discovery on communications with Feinstein's, uh, Feinstein's office, on communications with the Washington Post reporter, on communications with her lawyers, on setting things up and figuring things out and, and who is the, um, the polygraph examiner who asks her the two general questions on the same day that she attended her grandmother's funeral. I mean, come on, right? So a full investigation would be in to investigate Blasey Ford and her motives and her incentives and her communications and so on. And uh, then they could do all that wonderful job of disproving all of her alleged connections to the uh, to the CIA and all this other kind of stuff. So yeah, there they should be an objective investigation. But when the FBI was a more honorable institution. The Democrats were very skeptical of it and hostile towards it. Now, I believe that the FBI has been almost completely compromised and taken over and corrupted by the left. They're like, yeah, we'd love an FBI investigation. Well, why? Because they know that the FBI has been compromised and is in the hands of leftists, so it's only going to do stuff that benefits the Democrats. You know, it's like saying, I would love a New York Times reporter to arbitrate this (laughs) conflict between a Democrat and a Republican. It's like, yeah. I think we know which way that's going to go. Super Chat. Jack Morris said, Steph, I'm a six-foot, one-inch male. Uh, just for those who don't know, like if you're on the metric system, uh, six foot at his height, one inch is his penis. Oh! Oh! I'm sorry, Jack. That was really, really cheap. But hey, that's how we reward the Super Chat people. Do you think that a male friend and I could get away with screaming like a fanatic at Kamala Harris in a cramped elevator? Well, no, of course. Of course. Like if if conservatives confront people, it's harassment and abuse. Whereas if Democrats confront Republicans, it's activism and speaking truth to power. I mean, that's natural. That's just the way it's always going to go. Well, until it doesn't. Super chat from Miles. Where are all the skeptics slash atheist community? Sorry. (laughs) It's really not that complicated to say. Let me take a run at it again. A super chat from Miles who says, Where are all these skeptics slash atheist community in this Believe Women era? Happy belated birthday, Steph. Glad you were born. Well, that makes uh, two of us thank you very much. So, Miles, it's a great question. (laughs) It's a great question. See, the left is very much into postmodernism and radical skepticism and subjectivism and nothing is true and you can't tell for sure and all of that. So, yeah, the atheists, of course, consider themselves to be radical skeptics like way on the humean side of skepticism i don't even know what the word skeptic means i don't even know if i exist or you exist like all this cartesian skepticism of course the atheists should be extraordinarily skeptical i'm talking to you Dickie d richard dawkins i'm talking to you of course the skeptics and the atheists should be very skeptical of this believe women stuff because it's horrible i mean it's horrible because you see believe women is disbelieve men, right? Because the accusations are almost always female to male. So yeah, women can never lie. And in any conflict between men and women, men are always lying. (laughs) Come on. I mean, it's embarrassing. I mean, imagine this. (laughs) Imagine this. Imagine some woman goes to a Richard Dawkins speech and she says, Professor Dawkins, Dr. Dawkins, or whatever. Richard Dawkins, right behind you, I see a ghost. He's he's doing this, right? I see a ghost. Well, you see, you believe women. So Richard Dawkins have to say, I accept that you see a ghost. I accept that there is a ghost. Thank you for sharing. Would he? <laughs> Still more credible than Blazy Ford's story. Super chat from Frank. Democrats and minorities get more abortions. And children tend to vote as their parents do. Are we not opening Pandora's box by allowing Roe to be overturned? Well, I mean, all other things being equal, um, I can certainly see that that could be the case. But, I mean, it all comes back down to the welfare state. So, I hear what you're saying. But, um, you know, these things never happen in isolation. So, uh, if Roe v. Wade is – and look, I don't think Roe v. Wade is in particular uh, harm harm's way. And um, whether I feel good about that, it's not that particularly material. I just don't particularly think because, I mean, no <laughs> no one wants to preside over a civil war of outraged estrogen screechers, right? So I don't think it's uh, in any particular danger. It's not so much that they think that the clock is going to be rolled back to pre-1971. They're concerned that the clock is going to be rolled back to a time when the First and Second Amendments were <laughs> really well upheld. Judge Kavanaugh, it's solid on immigration. That is all that matters. Well, that remains to be seen because there's lots of people who were solid on immigration. Uh, Jeff Sessions comes to mind. Uh, did not play out the way that people anticipated. So, Super chat from Jason. There is no statute of limitations on felony sexual assault in Maryland. Where's the police report? Well, we all know that there's no police report. Of course, there's no police report because that would be something objective at the time that could have been dealt with at the time. See, the reason why you have to do it in the moment is not only for physical evidence, right? I mean, she could have uh, uh, stuff under her fingernails from Judge Kavanaugh when he was younger. She could have bruises on her mouth, on her. She could like you could. The police could go right over to the house and get everyone's statement at the time, and and everyone right they could give these guys a blood alcohol test. They like everything could be done at the time, which is kind of why you need to do it at the time. So the other thing too is back in the early eighties, I'm not sure that it was the same. Legally speaking, again, I'm no lawyer. you can check this all out yourself, but I think that there was a limitation on um, sexual assault back in the early 80s. I've heard it as short as a year, but I'm not entirely positive. And um, the vagaries of human memory is uh, one of the reasons why statutes of limitations are so important. So yeah, uh, of course there's no of course there's no police report because that would have been to deal with this at the time a super chat from peter please remind everyone watching socialism always ends in starvation and genocide well i think that's a fine thing to remind people of and i'm happy to do so a uh, super chat from daniel jeff flake and his ilk are allowing the tactic of blackmail and threat to bear fruit he is rewarding despicable behavior this is how weakness invites evil well i'm not going to disagree with you about that you know it is a it is a tough thing it is a tough thing See, politicians like to please people. I mean, they have to please people in order to get elected because if they don't please people, they don't get elected. The amount of money that you spend on an election, I mean, we saw this with Hillary, spent way more than Trump. The amount of money that you spend on an election doesn't seem to have that much to do with how well you do. I mean, what was it, Forbes or somebody spent an ungodly amount... Of money and and never was able to get elected. I think it was Forbes, could be someone else. But uh, I've seen a bunch of studies, the amount of money you spend. So you have to have personal charisma. And in a time of war, which is coming, in a time of war, then politicians gain power by being aggressive and and hostile and dominant and putting people in their place you know the churchill thing and the mussolini thing and again i'm not talking about the ethics i'm just saying that you know the chest-thumping strongman you know the pinochet that this is what happens during a time of massive social conflict if not outright war but in the time of weimar style please the crazies then in order to gain power for the most part you have to be appealing to people. And and that means you have to want people to like you. And, you know, that's one of the things I, uh uh I don't have a huge problem with that, because I don't take, I, I take very little of what happens in this show personally. It's about philosophy, it's about ideas, it's about arguments. And the, you know, I, I go on, don't shoot the messenger, really don't shoot the messenger, uh, because I'm just making arguments, and it's not, it's not personal. But I would imagine with someone like Jeff Flake, he has a great desire to be liked, and like everybody knows, everybody knows. You can see this. Really, it, it's it's really chilling. It's really chilling. I had like flashbacks watching it. But there's um something on Twitter. Charlie Kirk, the great Charlie Kirk, very admirable young man who works with uh, Candace Owens. Uh, I actually saw him uh, in uh, St. Louis when we were both down there for the Eagle Forum, and. Charlie Kirk is talking with a woman and she's just stabbing her finger like right in his face. It's very aggressive. Screeching at the top of her lungs, calling him an a-hole, calling him like just, you know. And he's, you know, keeping his cool. And it's a tough thing to keep you cool when you've got that kind of amygdala fight or flight stimulation occurring. And everyone knows that the woman can jab her finger into the man's face, call him an a-hole at the top of her lungs and screech every form of abuse and insult at him. And the man just has to take it. If you try it the other way around, you see, this is why the state is so corruptible when women have the vote, because women have already so much power. I mean, women raise children. Women are the primary authority figures for most kids until they hit – if there's not a father around, then until they hit like maybe junior high – upper junior high high school, they might start running into a few male teachers – but women have so much power in society because Western society has rested upon deference to women. And so women have so much power in these kinds of social interactions that these women like screaming and, and crying and wailing and gnashing their teeth and rending their garments with Jeff Flake, who's kind of cornered. And he you can just see his face. You can just see his face under that lovely hairdo. You can just see that his face is just like, I'm trapped. I'm trapped. I can't tell my security detail to back these women away. Look, if this was a guy up there screaming in his face, the security detail would move them away. And he's like, you can see this is the paralysis of the Western male at the moment in the face of this gynocentric deference off a cliff. You can see his face and he you can see the calculation. What on earth can I do? What can I do? And he mumbles and he murmurs. Now, he can't push back and say, how dare you? How dare you use claims of prior pain to overturn a just and legal democratic process? How dare you wear your wound and wave it around in order to control and brutalize others? How dare you use your claimed history of being raped or assaulted in order to manipulate and bully people in a political process? That does scant justice to the pain and suffering and horror that many men and women have gone through. How dare you get out of this elevator? If you want to affect public policy, get involved in public policy. If you want to, you become a politician, start a blog, start a video channel, whatever it is. But don't stand here in front of me and scream that you were raped and therefore I need to participate in the unjust destruction of a good man's name. That is piling abuse upon abuse. And I refuse to use the fact that you were raped to perform horrible injustices to our legal and political system. Step back, right? Or if she says um, that uh, she was raped and, and you know, do you believe Blaise Ford? It's like, I have no opinion about whether Blaise Ford is telling the truth or not. I believe evidence. I don't care about the gender. I, I just believe evidence. Do you believe the woman who says it doesn't happen, right? So, oh, do you believe Blasey Ford? It's like, but do you believe her best friend who said it never happened? Which woman is right? Oh, the woman that I have to believe is the woman who serves your political agenda. Ah, so you're using her pain and her claims of abuse in order to push a political agenda. What a cheap and shoddy and crappy way to deal with abuse, to use it to further a political agenda. How dare you step back, right? And if he said something assertive like that, I mean, half the country would cheer and and a lot of women would cheer too because women look at this stuff. Look, if if you ever really want to understand how female power works, go talk to an honest and good woman. You know, she's been subject to the mean girl clique in high school. She's been subject to the rumor mill if she's done anything decent and good in her life. She's been subject to the smear campaigns. This stuff doesn't come out of nowhere, you understand. This stuff all starts in junior high or even earlier. Yeah, if you really want to understand how female power works, talk about all the women who've been abused and smeared by other women, by other girls. That's brutal. You know, boys, you know how it goes. You, you, You get into a big argument. You might push each other. You might get into a little fight. And the next day, you're back playing soccer together. But for women, it's like they'll just walk away with white cheeks and thin lips and then they'll just work about destroying your life and you can never be friends again. <laughs> like it's just it's horrible. It's horrible. And there are evolutionary reasons for all of that. But um, yeah, it's pretty rough. So if, if Jeff Flake did push back against this horribly abusive manipulation, then half the country would absolutely cheer and the other half of the country would try to destroy him from the ground up, every conceivable atom. Right, he would be doxxed. You know, I was reading these reports again; it's so all unverified. That during these hearings, a bunch of uh, politicians were doxxed, and the IP address seems to have something to do with Maxime. Sorry, with is uh, uh, it Maxime Waters? Um, Mike, can uh, Mike can just uh, sorry, Mike, can you just <laughs> double check that for me? I, j- I just looked at Maxime Bernier, and I just got a a, a brain uh, a fritz. <gasps> it's been fifty minutes; my brain is tired. <laughs> but um, uh, so. Oh, sorry, the IP address thing is not true. Different stories. Okay, good. My apologies. Uh, I retract and and uh, I disavow Steph from 10 seconds ago. I completely disavow Steph from 15 seconds ago, 20 seconds ago, and I'll keep going until the end of time. So, um, politicians were doxed during the hearings. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, he knows that if he has that, if he was running for re-election, then there'd be maybe some good reason, Jeff Flake, to stand up and push back against this kind of uh, abuse and and harassment and so on. But because he's not, then he's going to stand up and he'll be a hero to half the country and the other half of the country will try and disassemble his reputation, his family, his life, his finances, his prospects and his life atom by atom. So you can see he's trapped. He's trapped by how polarized the country has become. So let us... uh, a little bit more. And uh, remember, the Super Chats are available. uh, And of course, if you want to help out the show outside of the Super Chats, you can go to freedomainradio.com slash donate. So let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me just grab a bunch of these and I'll do them. uh, I'll do them all at once. Uh, And you know, I really, really appreciate you guys dropping by, by the way. It it warms the cockles of my heart. And uh, it also allows me to say the word cockles. Which I, which I quite enjoy. What's that old WKRP in line? Don't go off half-cocked, says this woman to a man. It says, I never go off half-cocked. I'm always fully cocked. <laughs> There's your gift, everybody. All right, what have we got here? <sighs> Super Chat from James says, irony, lynch mobs of, the, of last century started all their trials with a crying woman too. The left exhibits the same standards of fairness and justice. Well, this is a point that the scintillatingly brilliant supernova brain of Candace Owen said, which was, yeah, the last time that crying women cried rape and assault uh, To from the Democrat side, uh, black guys ended up being lynched. And uh, you can watch To Kill a Mockingbird, which the left used to like until uh, they wanted to start weaponizing uh, female outrage against the right. So, yeah, you're right. Um, crying women, too. Uh, absolutely crying and and pointing. Super chat from Rick. If she, if she left the party and her house was 20 miles from it, how did she call someone to pick her up? Taxis would cost money. Did she have money? How many people's phone numbers did she have memorized? Well, see, it's more than that, too. Because, yeah, you're right. She can't, how's she going to call someone? Was in suburban neighborhoods, trust me, I've tried to get home from parties in suburban neighborhoods. I mean, I'm sure you guys have had this experience, too. Oh, let's get nice and personal now, shall we? But, When I was uh, younger, I'd go to parties, and I remember I was when I was in grade 8, I was put into a grade 13 writing class, back when they still had grade 13. So I was, what, 12 or 13 years old, and I was in there with 18-year-olds in in a writing class. And I can't believe I ended up in a bar. I did. I ended up in a bar. And I actually remember, uh, I was trying to chat up this woman who was 17, which was... (laughs) Optimistic of me, and people were like, Yeah, you should ask her to your prom. And I, even then, I was like, I don't really think that's a good idea. <laughs> I think that's right. But, um, and she was very nice to me, but there was nothing, of course, nothing happened. But, um, I remember being at the bar, and I have, I had, here's a little, tiny little slice of Stefan trivia. But, uh, when I was younger, if I'd have more than a beer, I would have something which I would say in my head to figure out if I was drunk or not. And I would recite the definition of a galaxy. So I would say a galaxy is a collection of stars linked together by a central and common gravity well or something like that. I have this and I was always able to do it. I've never been drunk to the point where I've lost any kind of control or anything like that. And I've almost never really been uh, uh, drunk at all. Last time I got drunk was at a party after I played Macbeth in university, which would have been when I was 21, I think, or maybe 22. Before that, I hadn't been drunk for years. And I just, you know, anyway. So what would happen is I'd go to parties and I'd have a lot of fun until I'd stop drinking. And then other people would keep drinking and I'd get bored because, you know, when you don't keep drinking, you know, alcohol is in general just a way of lowering your standards so you can enjoy the company you have rather than finding the company that you could have. And so I would go to parties and sometimes it would be out there in the sticks, uh, like by the, sorry, not the sticks, that's the wrong way of putting it, but I would be out in the suburbs. And in the suburbs, you want to get home at like midnight or one o'clock in the morning, it's tough. A lot of the buses have stopped running. There used to be this, the only bus that went from downtown to uptown in Toronto was would go up Young, Young Street. And it was because after the subway shut down at like one thirty or 2 in the morning, the only way you could get back uptown I used to go to a, a, a dance party. I used to go to dance bars because uh, I always loved, loved to dance. Always have, always will. And I used to go to discos uh, and dance clubs when I was, um, I guess, starting from the age of 15 or 16 onwards. Uh, had a high forehead, let's just say. I passed. But um, you used to have to take this bus from downtown to uptown where I lived. And it was called the Vomit Comet because, well... A lot of people were, were that drunk. So you'd get stuck in the in some suburbs and you'd, I'd want to get home. And, and you'd be like, you'd be stuck. What could you do? I mean, you could phone for a cab, but cabs were expensive. So I would just end up walking until I found a bus. And again, I don't know what buses ran in this area, in Chevy Chase or whatever near this. Oh, this is something I forgot to mention. Oh, there's so many things that I forget to mention. But Blasey Ford, the story is that she was swimming and diving all day, right? Swimming and diving all day. And then she went to this party. Now, if you're swimming all... And she went to this country club a lot. A lot. And if you are swimming and diving all day at a country club where you go to just about every day, it means that your parents have a membership there, which means you have a locker there. So why would she go to a party? If she has a locker, why would she go to a party in a wet bathing suit when she could just change out of her wet bathing suit, put on her dry clothes, and go to the party? It doesn't make any sense at all. Because she has a locker. Right there. So... How do you how do you get out? And I don't know, has it been confirmed that her house was 20 miles away? I don't know. I don't know if that's been confirmed or not. They did bring some up some map, but it seemed to get kind of blocked by all of the senators saying, well, I don't have that. I don't have a copy of that. I don't have that map. Can I interrupt this so that the uh, real investigator can ask any questions? So um, you'd have to call from the house, right? You'd have to call from the house. You'd have to look up a taxi. The taxi would have to come. And you know, if you're in the suburbs, it can take ten, fifteen, twenty minutes for the for the taxi to come. Assuming that she had cash on her, because if you're a fifteen year old girl, they're probably going to want to show you. They're probably going to want you to show them, like the driver's going to want you to show him the cash before he gets you in, right? Or you can say, I guess you can say, my parents will pay at the other end or whatever. But they don't want to be they want to be driving dump, right? So you'd have to phone the taxi from the house. And then you'd have to wait for the taxi to show up. And then what? You're stuck there in the house with the guys who say have just raped you. And you're shaking and you're literally you're like, look how upset she was. Look how upset she was. Almost 40 years after the fact. Look how upset she was almost 40 years after the fact. Imagine how upset she was right after the fact. Wouldn't her friend notice something while she's sitting there shaking, waiting for the cab to show up? Uh, super chat from Dura Lex said Lex. Stefan Groved me. $750,000, please. Well, that's one of the reasons why, one of the many reasons why I'm not up for a Supreme (laughs) Supreme Court seat. A super chat from JD space H. Thanks for your hard work, Stefan. Really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you very much. Super chat, TK United. Stefan, do you think we're heading to gender segregation? Well, you see, at some point, at some point, people are going to notice that The cultures and the religions that don't treat women the same way that the West does are growing and spreading enormously and sometime, somewhere, somehow, people are going to start picking up those tips. I mean, what what are whites? About 10% of the world population right now, very much a minority and at some point – all right. super chat. can you make a show or have a guest on about the money and power angle of the diversity industry? Yeah, very interesting. It is very interesting. I know a little bit about that. I worked in HR for a diversity manager when I was younger, and I remember flying off to Paris. I still have the newspaper clipping. I was flying off to Paris. There was some conference. Everybody sat around, drank coffee, walked around, enjoyed the sights and sounds of of Paris. And uh, yeah, I just went up and jawboned a little, and people did some PowerPoints. And yeah, it's it's a pretty nice way to make a living if (laughs) you don't have an overly strong work ethic. Uh, What are your thoughts on Maxine Bernier? I did that on the last Super Chat, so you can look at it there on the last uh, live stream. Uh, Super Chat. I want to see other video of Blaise Ford to see how she usually talks for an audience. If there is a video of her teaching slash speaking, then we can really see what she talks like instead of the cutesy persona she's portraying. Yeah, I'd be curious. I'm sure the video doesn't exist, but... I'd be curious to see how Blasey Ford interacted with her husband when they were having arguments about the remodeling. (laughs) I bet you it wasn't quite so cutesy. So, yeah, you know, this is the thing, too, with regards to Flake not seeking re-election. I mean, he's a middle-aged man. He's got decades to go. So, you know, the way that it works is that once you get out of politics – I mean, a lot of people seem to make an ungodly amount of money while they're still in politics. But once you get out of politics, that's where the real money is. So Flake is probably laying the foundation for maximum money-making in the future, right? So there's a lot of people who are ostensibly on the right who are the anti-Trumpers, the never-Trumpers, the National Review crowd, all the think tank people who never... I mean, good Lord. I mean, why is it up to Laura Luma and just a couple of other people to be the activist reporters in the uh, non-leftist movements i mean why 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 is it that we never see um women screeching at uh democrat men for for past abuses and I, i know it's happened a couple of times and i'm not dismissing the screeching it's working it's like this chanting someone was pointing out like this repetitive chanting when i was in um st louis i was watching a presentation on global warming by a very well educated geologist And uh, people came in and and were screaming and screeching and so on. When scientists lie, people die. When scientists lie, people die. It's like, that's not an argument. But it is oddly effective (laughs) in terms of just, I don't know how it puts people in some ultimate beta blocker state of mind and suggestible and so on, this kind of hypnotic stuff. So, it it, sadly, it works. And you either pick up the stuff that works or you retire uh, to a graceful loss um, of of, uh, futility. So, yeah. Flake probably wants to continue to work in um, Republican politics. And, you know, remember for a lot, for for the never Trumpers, even if it's another six years of Trump, they're just waiting it out, right? They're just waiting, waiting it out until the weird blip goes away and things get back to normal. Business gets back to usual. The betrayal business gets back to usual. So, oh, yes. Let's talk a little bit about the Libertarian Party, shall we? You know, the Libertarian Party, it was my first conference I went to. I was still in high school. I think I was 17, 16 or 17. I think 16 years old. I still had a while to go. I was 16 years old, and I went to a Libertarian conference, and it was really cool. It was really neat. I remember a guy giving a presentation on free will. I remember doing uh, the um, uh, personality test and, and people talking about how best to convince other people. It was all really Cool stuff, edgy stuff, interesting stuff, radical stuff as far as I was used to and um, it was good. And I've been to a lot of libertarian conferences and like every other known group in the universe, they've just gone relentlessly left, relentlessly uh, left wing. So the Libertarian Party in America put out a tweet, all hashtag libertarians say no to sexual assault, Kavanaugh hearings, Kavanaugh vote. So that's it. you just to hell with any kind of due process, to hell with any burden of proof, to hell with any standard of proof, to hell with innocent until proven guilty. That's what the libertarians now stand for. That a woman can say stuff and destroy a man's life and suffer no negative consequences, even if and when every single witness she says was there denies it ever happened. All libertarians say no to sexual assault. Okay, I guess you can. I don't know that's particularly important. I mean, who says yes to sexual assault <laughs> other than the perpetrators who are forcing a yes on unwilling victims. So, yeah, I guess libertarians have completely have completely given up on any kind of due process, any kind of rational standard of proof, any kind of sus- uh, suscept- sus- any kind of idea that someone is innocent until proven guilty. That's pretty sad, guys. That's pretty pitiful. That's pretty pathetic. And you're going to either have to clean up that mess that the leftists have created in your organization or you're just going to be another bunch of uh, uh, boring, uh, do-nothing noisemakers, right? All right. Got a couple more. And then I must go, my friends. I have a interview to do this afternoon. Let's see here. Super chat. Let's see here. What do we got here? A couple more. A couple more. We uh, we're still working on getting an even better setup. We tried one earlier, but it was, how's the video doing? By the way, how's that video doing? All right. So, um, <laughs> you did a show on Karl Marx. Do you know how to get a hold of him? He still owes me fifty bucks. Super chat. I'm not trying to be an alarmist, but I. Now, I think America is headed for another civil war. America isn't big enough for the right and left. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if you could fork America like Bitcoin? (laughs) Just go one way, right? But you know what's going to happen, right? I mean, let's say that um, California separates or let's say that someone comes up with some magical way to split America into the home for the left and the home for the right. Well, the home for the left will turn into Venezuela. Uh, They will run out of stuff and everybody will then flow uh, as refugees into the world of the right. i get what you're saying but it would have to be a really really big wall all right super chat the saddest part is that we have to explain the manipulation to so many people because society has been dumbed down okay a bit of a typo there but that's all right uh well, yeah well that is true you know it's funny because people were saying people have said that well you know trump communicates at this particular level and he communicates with this particular simplistic phraseology and he has like three analogies and it's like Yeah, I mean, he's a genius. He is a genius, according to a lot of his uh, test scores for getting into college and all of that. And he went to the Wharton School, like one of the top schools. But he's got to talk to people who've been badly educated or miseducated by government schools. So that is just a, uh, a reality. All right. Will you be supporting UKIP during the next UK election? What do you think of their new leader, Gerard Batten? And I do not know. I have not studied their platform, and uh, I'm having a tough time getting that interested in British politics since the rampant failure and decay of the Brexit initiative, because I put a little work into (laughs) British politics, and it's not really, uh, you know, if they can't get Brexit done, it's hard to get that interested. Doesn't mean I won't stay interested, but it's just a little bit tough. Uh, Super Chat, why didn't Blasey Ford release her therapy notes to everyone? What is she hiding? Well, yeah, I mean, if you're going to wave something around invisibly and say that this is evidence, then of course you need to have it released. Of course you, I mean, I don't believe this, but you could sort of make the case, well, maybe there aren't her therapy notes. Maybe the therapy notes say something else. I don't know. I don't know. Super Chat from Stuart, thanks for your work on peaceful parenting. I'd I'd never wanted kids before, and after thoroughly embracing your message, I have a family of my own. T-Y-T-Y, thank you, thank you. Well, I appreciate that, Stuart, and um, I congratulate you on having a peacefully parented family. That's a wonderful thing to see. Super chat, I, I think it's, am I wrong with my view that the far left is more of a collectivized pathological personality disorder masquerading around as a political ideology? Extreme movements attract those with personality disorders. Okay, I've got to do a whole series on this, but I'll just touch on it briefly because I've been thinking about this lately. It has a lot to do with the the confidence that you have to navigate reality. So if you're confident that you can get a job, that you can keep a job, that you can get and keep a mate, if you're confident that you can navigate and negotiate social and economic landscapes with relative ease. I mean, nobody's perfect. I mean, I've been fired in the past and, and, you know, it happens, right? But if you feel or you believe that you can generally get by in life, you can get things done. You're not dealing with massive pathologies within your personality. You don't have weird emotional hangups. You don't have weird fetishes or stuff that's going to really disrupt and disorganize and disorder your life. If you're like, yeah, you know, I can get by in life. You know, I'm not going to be master of the universe. I'm not going to out-earn Jeff Bezos, uh, but I can get by. I can make enough money to live. I can deal with the challenges of negotiating with people. I can, you know, balance my priorities in a way that's pretty productive. I can get and keep a boyfriend or girlfriend, husband and wife, you know, without extreme erasure of the self in order to appease people like I can just generally get by in life then you want a free society <laughs> of course you do because that's going to work out for you on the other hand and I think this goes to what you're saying if you genuinely don't believe that you can get by without the government propping you up or forcing people to hire you or giving you money because you're you had children with a man who doesn't stick around. Or if you're dealing with crippling anxiety and and you don't feel like you can keep uh, a, a job. I mean, I've, I've known people like this when they were younger. Like they're just lurching along like a boat with three holes in it that they're just bailing out frantically. And they're just spending so much time managing their anxieties and their problems. These weren't friends. They're just you know, people I, I knew. But uh, it's really rough for those people. And if you If you really don't believe that you can just get by in a free society, that you can just get things done and navigate and negotiate and and work productively with people. And again, it doesn't have to be perfect. You'll have setbacks. There'll be problems. You might lose your job. You might get fired. People will break up with you and you know you chose the wrong person maybe or whatever. But in general, you can get by. Then you're comfortable with a free society. In fact, that's kind of what you want. But if you are kind of crippled, if you have like if you're obese, do you want a free society? Not so much because you're going to have to pay a lot for your health insurance, right? You want socialized medicine. If you're a single mom, do you want a free society? Do you want to get rid of the welfare state? Not really. I mean, you can say, well, it's better for you and your kids in the long run, blah, 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 blah. But of course, if you were able to think that abstractly and that far down the road, you wouldn't have ended up as a single mom for the most part, right? So if you are not If you don't feel confident enough that you can function reasonably well in a free society, well, you're going to uh, end up uh, wanting a uh, a control society, wanting a a state to look out for you, right? Super chat, would you ever do a truth about Jimmy Seville like the Charles Manson one? That's dark, man. I mean, I I don't get you wrong. I mean, that's pretty dark. Uh, And uh, um, so... Yeah, Jimmy Seville, I mean, was the uh, the British uh, entertainer who, I mean, just uh, the man's history was just appalling and the, the cover-ups were also just appalling as well, so. Super chat from Lexi. What is your opinion on only giving the vote to land slash property owners? Well, you know, I'm a voluntarist, so I don't want a government at all. I do think that there's a reasonable case to be made just based on conflict of interest. You know, I mean, conflict of interest is something that's supposed to guide people a lot, right? I mean, if you're... Uh, a doctor, and you're getting paid by a particular. You have to say that if you're a business writer and you're writing about a particular stock, and you happen to own that stock, you got to say that, and you know it just goes on and on and on. But of course, the Senate doesn't operate by any of those rules, right? I mean, you you hate this guy and don't want him nominated, but you can still sit in judgment of him. It's like, yeah, okay, right. So I would say that uh, you could make a case that people can't vote honestly and clearly about. Uh, Any of the um, uh, things like welfare state and and taxes and all of that, if you're currently receiving money from the welfare state, can you vote objectively uh, about it? Well, I would say not really. All right. Just got another minute or two. So get your cues in. And you know what? It is really, really nice to sit down and chat with you guys uh, on a a Saturday afternoon. It is just lovely. And yeah, great questions as always. And I appreciate the... uh, your time and your attention super chat will fracking in my home state of texas change american foreign policy around the world now, that is a <laughs> that's a big question i believe it certainly has that potential and i was talking about this with uh, dr robert murphy in a show that we just put out today about trump's economy and uh, yeah so if you can get more energy supply in america and america has become energy positive it's a net it no longer needs to import all the energy that it uses, or a, a good proportion of it. So if you can start producing your own energy, then you don't need all of the energy from overseas. And therefore, you don't have to keep putting money into the hands of blood-soaked theocratic dictators, uh, often in the Middle East. Super chat: is it possible Kavanaugh is another Sessions, so a coward, and neocon who is being unfairly slandered? I'm not sure I quite follow that. I don't think, I wouldn't, I mean, Kavanaugh, I mean, what he has stood up to is really brutal. And here's what people don't, I think, understand as much. So he's on the receiving end of a quasi-legal process, and he finds 10 days unbearable. I hope that as a judge, he remembers that, I mean, 10 days is nothing in a government legal system. I mean, look at what's going on with Tommy Robinson. It just goes on month after month, sometimes year after year. So I hope that he understands that the legal system needs to be made a whole lot more efficient, in order for uh, this stuff to, because, you know, what he's gone through, and he says 10 days has been like an eternity. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. But uh, I think that Kavanaugh uh, certainly has more of a spine, I mean, is able to stand up. Like, I mean, I know I've, you know, a lot of people have kind of mocked Blasey Ford and all of that. But you got to understand, it. it's a pretty intimidating thing. I sound like Scott Adams now. It's a pretty intimidating thing. It's a pretty intimidating thing to go and sit there in front of all of these senators with the whole world watching, what was it, 20% of America were watching those hearings. That's, that's a pretty big deal, you know, from the comfort of my uh, a studio here chatting with you guys, um, you know, a couple thou. Yeah, it's nice, intimate, cozy, nice. But uh, yeah, what she had to deal with and what he had to deal with. Is a very very big deal. I can't imagine Jeff Sessions being able to give a powerful, passionate Cicero-style speech like that. All right, I'm gonna dip into the old chat and uh, just see here. Ah, uh, any anyway, Team Kavanaugh? <laughs> yes, we need to outlaw communism, socialism, and radical Islam. Well, you know, free speech, I think, is the way uh, is the way to do it. So, all right, well. I will uh, close it off for the day. I do really, really want to thank everyone, of course, for dropping by. It was great to chat with you guys uh, and uh, always nice to jawbone and Q&A with, uh, with good friends. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful afternoon and evening. We are just got a couple of tweaks to do to the audiobook of the new book, Essential Philosophy, which I will be putting out so shortly. I think it's shorter than Danny DeBito. So that is the plan. Thank you, everyone, so much for dropping by this lovely Saturday afternoon. Keep up the good fight, and um, I guess uh, we will will talk to you soon. Have a great afternoon. Don't forget, freedomainradio.com slash donate. Bye, my lovelies.